welcome to episode 59 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. I'm your host, John Miller. We got a full table. We got uh, full bellies and uh, we got drinks going around. So this will hopefully be our funnest podcast yet. Send them my right. I got Nick Saka. Nick exclusive. Nick Saka. We got Daddy-O, Mr. Carwiz, John, John Fody. What's up, guys? And we got the artist, the muse, the man, Randall Denson. What up? What's up, guys? What's going on? Feel good to be back. Yeah, yeah welcome back, guys. Miss you guys. It's been just me and Nick for the longest time, and we miss your voices and your perspectives and stuff. Man, I miss it. I mean, but it's been good listening to y'all, too. Yeah, well, we're on the consistency train and 2022 is going to be the year of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, and this is just the beginning of it, and we're going to keep growing and growing and growing. I uh, that. One thing that we were talking about even just like five minutes while we were eating, eating dinner is, uh, I, Nick, talk about like the, the hockey stick uh, Yeah. Graph. So, yeah, so you know, it's kind of relevant to, to, to every single thing that you're like putting a bunch of work into. It's slow at first. It's kind of like the bamboo analogy where you water a bamboo stick for for years and years and years and it doesn't do anything and then in like one or two like in within like a four month span or i might have this completely wrong the bamboo stick shoots like a like yards and yards and yards into the sky and so the whole hockey stick thing hockey stick growth can be you guys know how a hockey stick is shaped it's flat and then it just curves right and then it just like shoots up it's kind of like the same thing as uh i was using an example of uh, the superman ride at six flags it's flat, 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 and then boom, shoots up into the sky. And um, that's how growth in a lot of things can happen. It's like success. nothing. That's success in a lot of things can happen, yeah. Uh, right now, I think the context of, of my friend that told it to me was that's how you will likely experience your uh, social media growth. You know, if you're putting out a bunch of content, trying to get your business, you know, recognized or, or, or you know, found – it's very slow for a long time and then it can just shoot up. Yeah, I feel like for a lot of people on social media, that's how it happens. Like mm-hmm. they'll be putting out content constantly, constantly, constantly and, and getting little hits, little hits here and here. And then they'll have one video and or one thing that goes viral and all of a sudden they have thousands of more followers and thousands of more views and things like that. And kind of like what I was saying before where a lot of even the successful people that, that I've kind of anecdotally talked to or, or just been in contact with recently it's been like that where they were just consistently putting in the work for a really 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 long period of time and then had one good thing happen and then the one good thing snowballed really really quickly into you know 10 good things and and next thing you know you look back and you're like wow yeah (laughs) that happened really really overnight success yeah exactly yeah yeah that's i think we're all trying to we're all looking for that hockey stick growth and all the things that we're doing, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I really feel like things are kind of entering, I'm entering a zone in, in my business, and I really feel like I'm at the very bottom of that that curve. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. But Fody, what do you think, like, the growth curve was like for, for the car whiz? I'm still at that bottom stage. You're still just you know? putting in the work and grinding? Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, when you have goals that supersede, like, anything you ever imagined, especially in the car business, like, obviously I've, well, my audience or our audience doesn't know, but, like, my goal is to take the company public one day. So, I mean, 
I'm not even, you're not even, you're not even <laughs> close to that. Yet, yeah. But here's the thing: what's being the the foundation is the most important part of that of that for sure that analogy of the the hockey stick. Yeah, because that that flat line where you're just putting in the work is what keeps you humble too. Yeah, think about it. And then when when you're actually holding a hockey stick, when you're holding it right, like at the top is where you get the most. You know, at the that's where the control is. Yeah, and the control of it is so. Yeah, I mean, right now I just know building the car with the foundation and what is being implemented right now and the vision. Once it's all in place, which is very close, like everything, we'll talk about it here soon. But once everything is full in effect, like it's just gonna like I'm gonna have to start taking my hands off the steering wheel and more into like building the culture yeah. of the company and doubling down and implementing myself to uh, people working for us. So. I feel like your next challenge is delegating. Like you've been doing stuff all yeah, by yourself and, for and such the, a long time. And with me being such a control freak and OCD and everything have to be perfect and right and you know very hands on. It, it's something that's to be challenging for me, but I'm very welcome to uh, you know. I read the book. I think it was. Uh, I think was it Rocket Fuel? Rocket Fuel. Mm-hmm. One of the a really good book. But long story short, I, I believe that was at the, when they said like. The founder, the person who created the company, should be working on the vision, not in the company. Thousand percent. Yeah, so I should be working on the next best thing of the car business of what is to come or what I could see for for coming with electric cars and supply shortages and yeah. all these different things that are gonna take yeah. in a making the next move. Yeah. Instead so, of and delegating all the day to day stuff that takes you away from thinking about the big stuff. How to yeah. Grow. But the good news is I'm still working on what I've created back in February 2018. Yeah. So I, I finally got over these stages where all right, it's starting to get some momentum now. And now we're getting like, now the fun starts. You know, when you yeah. get the, when the business comes and you're rolling and your business is making money, like that's when the fun really starts. You know, um, I remember when I was back at the dealership, I was there for seven years the fun part was the volume. Like when I pushed out 35 cars in months in a row, like the adrenaline of being the best and getting the most attention and letting you people know like I'm the go-to for the car, you know, for the car person. Now I can actually do this nationwide is like a blessing. Like when I'm saying I'm selling cars in New Jersey, New York, Florida, Texas, wherever, wherever in the country, it just it's just a whole different perspective and things are moving so fast as we all know like we all don't see each other so often and things just happen so fast that it's just like it's hard for me to like think back of what has happened so far and all those small blessings and all the small seeds that have been planted that are just about to explode like and so that's the long story short of the hockey stick right yeah exactly no man and and we we see how hard you work like you came in here like just stressed out and tired and and just you could see like the wear of like a busy day on you but like we're all so proud of like how far you've come and like what you built and stuff man so it's full circle i'm full i'm fully proud of all of you and it comes back to inspire me to do better and my family you know i have a great woman by my side and i have a newborn baby that's gonna be not newborn anymore (laughs) she's gonna be a year old in two weeks and just waking up to her crack of dawn yeah. And getting me going. And, I, you know, I used to get, like, when I was, like, without a kid, like, you know, just, like, just in a relationship, say, with Marlon, right, at home, like, I used to want to sleep in until 9 o'clock. <laughs> like, you know, when you're a business owner, like, you, you decide yeah. when you want to perform, you know. Yep. And 
That's now different. it's not like that. Like now, the blessing is like she's up at six a.m. So I'm starting to answer messages on the East Coast, yeah. and and it's nine o'clock over there. Yeah. And you know, so that's it. You know, the way God does things, it, it all happens for a reason, and um, it's pretty cool watching everything unfold, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, yeah, nice. That's dope. Randall, where are you at in your hockey stick right now, man? I'm definitely I'm still <laughs> building the base, bro. <laughs> I'm still building the base. It's, yeah. it's been a slow grind, but a beautiful mm-hmm. grind, man. I'm excited to, you know, see that curve, but trying to be great, uh, grateful and, and um, you know, just appreciate the journey. It's, it's going to be a good hockey stick, you know. I, I picture that growth. I've had great growth, uh, just consistency. A lot of consistency has... Uh, has 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 showed me that I, I can I can really do something with this, and I'm well, excited. Let, let's with talk it. about like what you just showed us with Kobe Bryant uh, pastel piece you just created. Yeah, uh, let me tell you, over two three years of seeing your work, it's just been getting better and better, more crispy, more more yeah, alive. I told, yeah. I told you you need to do that challenge where it's like my first art piece to to now, and now yeah. it was like this like like collage of of year by year how how much. That, that's actually a great the, idea. The art has become. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a great idea for like a reel or a TikTok or something 100%. like that. Is, is being able to like because people love seeing like the progress. Yeah. Over like like especially like sped up into like a one minute clip of yeah. like because how long have you like been how long has all that and Denson been in, in place like all that and Denson the business uh, yeah 2017 is when I was really five years shit yeah. you've been five doing years? art since I've met you though I mean like but, I, I remember yeah, going you've been drawing the whole my whole, whole time. life yeah, I've been yeah, drawing yeah. going to your house seeing. You know the, the 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 football players on your on your wall, Carmelo, LeBron, back when they were on the Nuggets and the Cavaliers. Yeah. So, have you looked into NFT space yet? I've I've been doing research. What, what have you came to find? I'm really interested because that's like something that where artists can really like. And, blow and up. when we had our NFT podcast, Randall couldn't be there, and you were probably the person that I wanted to be on it the most yeah. because of your your okay, so art perspective. So let's talk about it now. He's here. I will say this, the, I, uh, <laughs> I was just at a mastermind that was, and that was the, the tequila bubble. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the biggest takeaway that I got is that an NFT is not so much about the artwork, but it's more about the community and its utility. Yeah. That's, that's what I've learned the whole time. I thought before it was just about a JPEG, but it's more about. You know, it's a contract behind it that you can pick. Which you, so it's the person, do. the founder behind. Well, whatever. it's it's about whatever you set onto that contract. Yeah. Like, cause you can set whatever you want onto that contract. So, like, if if Randall sells uh, uh, one of his drawings on on t- to an NFT uh, on the smart contract, you can put on, you know, uh, a dinner with with Randall Denson to to be scheduled for a later date. Yeah. You can put on. You know, discounted prices on all future uh, digital prints, or or yeah. discounted prices on anything, any other custom uh, works that you want to get done. So if you buy Randall's NFT, you also get all are, the perks you also get all the perks yeah. that are attached to, and you can be as like c- because it's so new, like you can be as creative as you want with all the lo- the the other details that you want on the contract. Yeah. I think it's it's empowering creators. That's one one of the main things. It's allowing people to get more creative with um, delivering product in a different way. Because, like he said, it comes with a smart contract. Say if LeBron made an NFT, his NFT could come with a pair of his shoes and go to his his court. He could sell just one of them. 
and you know it it can come with so many privileges that makes it much more than just a, a image because most people think it's just something you know yeah. why would I want to pay for just a, a picture of right because because the, the incentive behind yeah. it it's because the, the, pe- the pessimistic it. version of an NFT is is that I'm literally buying the link to a Google Drive file but the optimistic version is is that. I'm getting access to this person. I'm supporting the actual artist. Yeah. Instead it's of access. Yeah. That's yeah. the main thing. And, and access. Yeah. And access whatever's is attached to the smart contract. And and also on, on top of that, the the digital proof that I that, that I you own, have access that I own to this, this. Yeah. to this person behind exactly. this contract. Exactly. Now that it's a digital world. But you have to understand yeah, you have to understand that having access, especially with Nick going to the, all these network marketing events, like that's when you're trying to build something and your self-image, especially in social media, having access to other people to piggyback off and get you there, so to speak, that's like the world we're living in, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. But then there's like all the celebrities that are buying the the board apes just because it's almost like a, a prestigious thing at this point. Yeah. And they know that they might be able to flip it. it. But I, I think Tom Brady just bought into one. Yeah, the the yeah. the board ape the ape ones are. It's more of like a, a digit, like it's flexing mm-hmm. more than anything else. What do those go for on average? I don't know. Let me look it up. A couple, <laughs> couple like two hundred, couple quarter, quarter, quarter mil. Yeah, like Logan Paul has a bunch, and so it's basically a flex saying I got these different characters. It's yeah. it's it's a collectible. Yeah, it's got a lot of collectible. Uh, I just feel to like, it. to be honest, like I feel like there's so much changing. Like I don't know how long this stuff is gonna like yeah. stick but, for. But yeah. Gary, Gary Vee's doing a lot of cool stuff with his. Yeah, but he has value and access behind. But it. if you think about it, that's, that's where I was kind of. That's how I started us off. Was that the business? Uh, it's it's a whole ass business behind. It's not just artwork. It's like. You gotta have a success, like almost like a successful product already. Yeah, or, or like, like a and Gary, Gary V was his product, so it, it's like access to him. It's access to him. You get to go to his events. You get to have lunch with him. And so, but board apes between are all of them are between seventy nine and ninety Ethereum, which right now is between two hundred twenty and two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm, quarter mil. Think of an NFT as like a Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Yeah. Yeah, but the board apes don't have any access. To no, them. not all of them do. Like he said, some of them are flex. But, but yeah, businesses can get on on these NFTs. It's, it's like the same type of flex as having like the Mona Lisa in your house. Yeah, same. Absolutely. But like, so and, do you have yeah, a cool yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of artwork, uh, Randall? Uh, the Salt of the Earth one that you did. Mm-hmm. There could be something that's like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you tickets to a conference. You know, yeah. every year you by owning. Part, the, part I don't know. With, like, partner like, with like some sort of like. Like religious conference or something like that. Yeah, and then, and then the the proceeds or whatever the profit goes to tithing you know, or something. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's just all sorts of like different things that you can you know get creative with. But it's that's the cool part about it is it's like the cre- the the limit to it is just the limit of your creativity. Yeah, like I said, it's empowering creators. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Really is. That's what social media is doing. TikTok. Really yeah, is. yeah, everything it's is forcing you to be creative. Everything is becoming. But, um, but I. TikTok especially, I think, is is empowering and, and bringing to light the, the, like, the most creative of, of the people. Like, the most creative people right now are, are on TikTok yeah. more than anything else. I see some stuff and I'm just like, what did you think of this? Yeah, like, I probably send Nick two or three TikToks a day and vice versa of just stuff that makes you laugh or that makes yeah. you think or just cool random shit. And yeah. 
Which, you know, I, and I think you were talking about a photo is, uh, is not working in your business and, and, working, on and you. working on your business. And one of the things I've been trying, I'm still working at that, right? Like I'm talking to my, my leaders and I'm like, hey, in order for me to, to launch this other business that I'm working on, I'm going to need to delegate more. And meaning I'm going to be able to pay you more, but like, it's almost like just how do I take less and less off my plate? And even deeper than that is like, if, if you don't spend time alone, if you don't spend time doing nothing, you're going to lose that creativity that started your business or your success in the first place. And yeah. man, I was telling you guys before this, like I'm just burnt out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm due for some nothingness. Like I just need yeah. time away. <laughs> I think phones take away from that a lot because sometimes when you're glued to your screen, you're not even thinking, you're just scrolling. Yeah. And so being able to like go somewhere where you might not have internet access and you're able to just be alone with your thought and not be attached to your phone and not be, and just be more present in general, Mm -hmm. that'll help with creativity a shit ton. So like, I'm really happy for you that you're going to get to go on like all the trips that you, you have planned in the next like month or two. Yeah. Because it'll allow you to reset. It'll allow you to become grateful again. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah. Not that I'm not grateful, but it's like no, you break from those yeah. things. And, yeah, because sometimes when you get stuck in that monotony, you get you get just focused on the next thing, and you get looking forward so much that you forget to reflect. Uh, ref, you get you forget to appreciate the present when you're looking forward too much. Yeah, hundred percent. One hundred percent. You got you guys know what report makes me sick is the screen time report. <laughs> when it comes out every week, I'm like, I'm a freaking loser. Like, like, you know what, but eight I, hours a day, like what? <laughs> like, like, well, when I look at it, I kind of justify. I'm like, well, I was doing business during that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why don't you talk about that, bro? You said it was like burning you out. I kind of felt that way. I've slowed down on social media, but, um, you know, it's something that's, so necessary for 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 small businesses for, for businesses, businesses yeah. in general you know to to use social media but there's, man. De- there's definitely a balance there's smarter ways to do it um we're just not doing it yeah. like uh for me i know that marketing is my skill i that's the one aspect of my business that's like my high value um my high that's my you know, like when you when you're Extreme. running a business, you got to figure out okay, what are my high value tasks that bring the most in? And for yeah. me, it's marketing. It's putting Nick, stuff Nick, out on Nick, social Nick, media. Nick's strength is that people like him. Putting stuff but out, you market that marketing. You know, and, and he's uh, not afraid to put himself out there. Right. Yeah, but that's what I spend my time doing. But I think uh, uh, the people that are doing it at a high level, they're not putting out everything. They have managers they have systems in place and that's one system that i haven't delegated that's that's definitely part of it and i feel like a lot of creators aren't the ones that are scrolling though too like they're focused solely on creating yeah and they're not the ones that are that are consuming content for hours and hours and hours and swiping and swiping and swiping very true i could be wrong no, I mean I'm pretty sure there's people that get inspiration from. You have that. to. I was about well, to yeah, say, you gotta scroll to get some. You gotta hear the sounds, the, the the trending. Yeah, blah, blah, but, blah. but if you fall into that, where where you're just doing what everybody else is doing, like the people that stand out are the people that are doing the shit that nobody's even thought they're about the creators. yet. Creators. Yeah, 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 they're they're creating stuff. They're yeah, not consuming. Exactly. That's the people who's popping. Yeah. And, and if you're not doing whatever, if you're not even looking at what everybody else is doing, and you're just doing what comes to you naturally. That's how you come out with the most organic, cool shit. Yep. It's true. 
It's true. That's on any platform. It, on any you know, platform. You know on why? YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. Because the creator gives us ideas. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> the creator gives the creator ideas. Yep. Like, <laughs> we are created to create. Yeah. But, um, yeah, time alone time. I think one of the things I, I'm really focused on working on is, uh, is journaling, journaling, writing things down, like just what problems I went through, how I fixed them, or how I overcame it. And yeah. I don't do enough writing. Have, have you started? Have you started reading meditations yet? I got into it. Uh, I wasn't. Like I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of looking through your highlighted notes okay. <laughs> just yeah. to see. Like it's interesting to see like what somebody else like found as valuable. Yeah. So, so so like a week or two ago, I gave Nick uh, my copy of Meditations, the book, which is uh, Marcus Aurelius, and it's basically the the foundation of Stoic philosophy. Is Marcus okay. Aurelius, who was the Roman emperor. He was pretty much the last great Roman emperor. If you've ever seen Gladiator, he's he's. The, the old emperor that dies before the bad emperor takes place and and the the book meditations is pretty much his journal that he never meant to be published he was just writing for himself hmm. so and it's crazy to think that it's this this man that lived you know over a thousand years ago and parts of it are so so beautifully Relevant. written it's like it's he's writing fucking poetry that that somehow relates to the way people think even today and and, and is get like it's the human it's, it's the human the human nature. condition yeah, yeah the human condition is even a thousand years ago was the exact same as as it is today like we're just pleasure seeking people and the key to happiness is is being present and focusing on what you can control on and and just all the little simple things that you take for granted and you forget about when you get caught up in the moment sometimes. Yeah. Maybe we all do that. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. What's crazy is this was a time, I think uh, Joe Rogan had said something where it's like people were gutting people with swords and like chopping heads off like at right. this time like yeah no, like, <laughs> this is like this no. was normal. Ro- Rome, was, yeah. Rome was at war and was conquesting like all of Europe and, and Northern Africa at, at the time of him like writing a lot of this stuff. But at the same time, he was also, you know, knowing that he was coming towards the end of his life, so he was very contemplative on like the human condition and what was going on in the greater world and how to how to maximize the life. The, maximize life and maximize like his thoughts and and the things that were the most productive to his life. And this is at the time, was he was probably the most powerful man in the world. He was the emperor of Rome in the time of the Roman Empire. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I think we can we can get we can learn so much from ourselves. And I think it was Jim Rohn that said. So yeah, back to journaling. <laughs> back to journaling, right? Uh, since since meditations was a journal, that's why that's why I brought that's why I brought it up. you might have told me that, but that just registered, and so I'm probably gonna go and read it now. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Jim Rohn said something along the lines of, "When you can write down what you're going through, and what you're experiencing, and what you're feeling, you can then." Uh, then talk about it in a more well-articulated way, obviously, and then that will also allow you to understand people better, those around you, because you're able to articulate kind of like what you're feeling and going through. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's interesting how just that simple act can help you yeah. in so many ways. It's, it it's, I mean, it goes pretty much hand in hand with, with your writing down your goals philosoph uh, philosophy too. Because you, you're mirroring it. it, it yeah, if, if at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, you're writing down you know, what your goals are for the day, what you want to get out of the day, and, and, and basically your plan for the day, then it's setting in stone almost what you're what you're gonna do for that day and and almost making you more obligated to do it than if you just woke up and thought about it and then started start went from yeah, from scratch for sure kind of like writing down your goals you know putting your goals down in paper has the same or a similar effect yeah here's something else totally random I was uh, I was in a uh, Pilates, no, it was a boot camp class at uh, True Fusion. True Fusion's a gym out here in Vegas where it's just a giant class, right? Yeah, it's, it's a yoga Pilates uh, gym. Stu studio, studio, yeah. And the instructor said something, and it's not something I've never heard or never thought of before, but I was just like, I don't know, just like one of those times where it just like hit me differently, and he's just like, just something along the lines of, just because you are good at handling stress and, and challenges and, and things that are going on in your life, doesn't mean other people are as good as as, as you with it, um, and so just be more compassionate, be more kind, and, and it's such a simple thing. But whatever for whatever reason, I was like, that's deep, son. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's some deep stuff. Yeah. We have to realize, you know, <clears throat> like a lot of people haven't been through the experience of people going after it, right? Yeah. Whoever, if you're a go getter, like you're you're onto the next best thing, like you're you're. You train yourself to forget about the past, be present, and keep working on the future. And you're constantly seeking the hardship. Yeah. You're seeking hardship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and people... <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, people don't... Go grab another one, Randy. It's okay. Yeah, I'm good right now. I'm good. I'm good. Um, what I was saying is, a lot of people haven't been through that experience, and they, like you said, they need to have that compassion and, and talk like, hey, like, it's going to be okay. Like, whatever you're going through... Yeah it's just it's nothing like yeah. it's gonna be gone tomorrow most likely if you change your perspective because it's already happened and you gotta accept it for what it is if you can't change it you can't control it yeah it's it's yeah, almost like that it, that like Nick was talking about was that idea of like Sonder that every person that you come to interact with is going through like a life just as complex and just as filled with problems and challenges and and, and goals and failures and everything as you are and sometimes we don't always appreciate that and we don't always think about it because we just we see us as the main character of of this this life story that's happening but we expect everybody else to be like us too exactly so when you 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 put into thought more that man that that barista at starbucks is is has a full ass life with with problems and challenges and shit that she's going through just as much as i am and and her life is just as complex as mine and it makes you feel just as small and makes everybody else just feel just as important as you are and it just kind of puts a lot of things into perspective keeps you grounded humble yeah right. yeah and, and it just makes you appreciate every interaction you have with every person you come into contact with yeah you have to man you never know what people are going through for sure can't be looking down on others it happens just catch yourself when you're doing that yeah yeah, smile more. No, I, I don't know. That, that was that was one thing that uh, like one of the books I'm reading. It talked about like like one of the first like uh, tips, and 
I'll, I'll just say the the book's called The Game. It's it's uh, written by a pickup artist, it, and it's about like getting girls and shit like that. But one of the first like rules that like this uh, author comes into uh, writes about the of uh, the the like the master pickup artist that he first uh, reaches out to is every room that you walk into, walk into it with a smile on your face. Be be the positive energy that walks into the room. Well, it's attraction, but you know what book that's pulled from? How to win friends and influence people. That and the, me and Nick were having that conversation at dinner the other night, and that's ex- the exact same thing that I thought of at the exact same time. You know what, bro? What did you tell me when we were talking on the phone the other day? It coincides with what they're talking about. He just he just took something. He's like, wasn't that from yeah. that book? What did you tell right. me that I said? Yeah. So all right, so there's some 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 good stuff, and I hope I can read. I know. Regurgitate it with the same energy that that I brought it up to you. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> but, yes. So I was ta- I called Randall up, and I was talking to him about uh, we all have skills, and we're all learning certain things in, in business, and uh, and I think it's different for everybody. But let's use John is learn. John has spent the last you know year and a half learning coding and software engineering stuff, and and he's taken courses and stuff, and has learned about like how this all worked. And at first it started with him probably getting on YouTube and then just learning a little bit here and there. And then he found somebody that he just resonated the most with and sold him essentially on buying their course to teach him coding and stuff like that. So John's pointing at me because that's exactly how it happened. 100%. Sean Allen, your YouTube video is the reason why I have an iPhone app on the App Store right now. (laughs) And so I called Randall up and I said, "Um, hey, bro, like I, I have... Uh, I, I'm in the process of investing a ton of money to, with my with a friend that I met from a mastermind, and he's going to teach me basically how to package up everything that I've ever, I ever learned about insurance, and he's going to help me market it. So you guys going to see maybe you guys won't see me, but there are going to be people in the insurance industry that are going to see me pop up on their feeds, right? I'm going <laughs> to be so I'm going to be a marketer that's pushing. I'll, me, I'll, I'll, pushing, I'll probably get that content because I watch every single one of your YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm's gonna think you're an insurance agent. And, That's how it does, though. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm investing a lot of money with him and and uh, to to help me with this process. And I'm very pumped. I'm very stoked. This is one of the businesses, kind of like a side business that I'm starting ready to start. So I called Randall up and I was telling Randall, "Hey, bro, like we all have something that we can kind of." kind of that people that that is of value and that people would pay to 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 maybe hear everything that you've learned and maybe you can package it maybe you can offer it as an ebook maybe you can you know sell it you never know or you can you know you can keep doing the 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 free game route which i have been doing with youtube but it's time that i want to go in for my right hook right it's like <laughs> yeah jab jab i've been jabbing like for the last like <laughs> almost two years it's time to get me some right hooks in and for the guys, those spoiler guys, alert: Nick's coming out with a course. Yes, and <laughs> so I called Randall up, and I was just talking to him about what he could do, maybe with the art business. And you know, you've taken, and I think that people monetizing their art is—I think a lot of artists struggle with that. I think a lot of photographers struggle with that. A lot of artists struggle with that. A lot yeah, of there's, musicians there's, there's struggle. There's like with an archetype, that. a stereotype of like the struggling artist. Because the well, they don't artists. speak; they only yeah. do. Does yeah. that make sense? I'm well, working and, and, in the business. And, well, you got to learn the business aspect yeah. of everything. And the best exactly. artists are the ones that are doing it for the sake of the art instead of for the business. Right. Yeah. 
But I think you need to learn how to be a successful business person almost first, right? Look at Jay-Z. Yes, like, look at Jay-Z. Like, I mean, and that's why uh, I think my, my employee just told me this the other day. He's a musician. He's like... He's like, that's why you see so many drug dealers become raps, rappers, because they understood the business. They aspect. hustled first. Yeah. They knew the Damn. business aspect first. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's very true. So I called Randall up and I was telling him, like, hey, bro, like you've take, you've turned your passion into a business. Um, obviously, it's not where you want it to be yet, but, but you have time. money coming in from your business, which is really cool. And when it gets to that certain level where you feel... Uh, uh, credible enough to maybe teach it, which that time will come. I know it will come. It's just a matter of time. Um, I totally think you should do this. And and I was telling him, I was expressing that some of my fears with this, like I have some natural fears with this whole thing because all I can think about is my ads popping up on tenured and seasoned and successful insurance agents pages and them just rolling their eyes and saying this schmuck like this guy like doesn't know shit like this guy blah 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 and so there's that natural doubt where i'm like ah man like i might get some hate so on and so forth fuck that though yeah and i can already kind of see it and i'm already maybe like anticipating it and that's why i didn't take down my raider post where i was talking all that mess because i was like strengthening my (laughs) i could have easily took i i I made this post on the nfl instagram where the the raiders posted like uh you know the new players that they just got and like how the season was going to be lit and i went in there i was like all this just to finish below 500 and then i didn't realize like most of the time when i comment talking mess it doesn't nothing ever happens but this comment happened to get pushed to the top and it was like it was the first thing that you saw was just my big head like (laughs) how how many comments is that post on that 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 post got like 60 comments of raider fans just going in on me I might have had yeah. like three or four allies, which were like Bronco fans, like that were like, "Yeah, Raiders suck." You know, <laughs> what you yeah. get? no, right. what like, you get? no. The the last reel on barbells even got a, a comment on it that said, "Mick is," and it was a video of me talking. By the way, right. yeah, Mick is not that. in it at all, but it says Mick is a race hyphen ist. People people <laughs> were coming after me, man. Raider Nation was coming after me, and I thought about taking it down, but I was like, "Nah, it's building up. It's building up my my. You know what I mean? Tough. Mental mental." toughness like let the let him come i thought about taking it down a couple times embrace the haters man but i didn't and so what i was telling randall is circling back and staying on track here was there's this natural fear that i'm gonna get hate that i'm gonna get criticism for being the guy that you know i'm only five years in you're you're cashing in we're building a successful business I'm helping agents all around the country, like people, like via my YouTube channel and stuff like that. I know I'm adding a ton of value, so I want to come out with a course to actually go a lot more in depth. Things that are not just on my YouTube channel, but I can. I'm literally, I was doing this right before we got here. Like I'm pouring into the curriculum and everything that I've done, and I'm finding like, holy shit, there's a lot that went into building my business. Everything that I've been paying for to learn from all the people around me, like it's not free. I'm paying for that knowledge. For that privilege. Therefore, you know, I'm just essentially paying it forward. Um, And so there's that doubt. But then what I was talking to Randall about was we have this fear that my version might not be good enough. My version might not be good enough. But if you really think about it, if you think about the Bible, is every success book or business book not a spinoff of the Bible in some way, right? And, And... 
and and that's just kind of like a low hanging fruit example. But yeah. everything is somewhat of a spin off of everything. Yeah. John Maxwell, who's arguably the greatest like uh, um, expert in the subject of leadership, admits that he's just a giant copy machine. Yeah. He's a giant I, copy I, machine. I, I think the best people in every field are are copying and taking things from their mentors and and the best examples of themselves. Well, they're just taking it and making it relevant. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, because that's all any of us are ever doing is 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 taking our own experiences and then also learning from the experiences of others, either through reading or through mentoring or through. Or through just conversation and, and making it our own and making it relevant to our experience. Yeah. yeah. And I talked to um, Vasa about this. I was just like, I was just, you know, I'm Vasa's my guy. He's my sales manager for my agency. And I was talking to him about it, and he was just saying, um, he was saying, you shouldn't feel that way because the people that are going to criticize or hate on you, they just wish that they did it. Exactly. Yeah. They just yeah. wish that they did and, it. And the agents yeah. that, that are in a position to where even you think, like, I'm further along than, than Nick is. I'm I'm doing way more than Nick is. Like who the fuck is he to say that that he well, knows he more really- than me or is or is or that that he should be putting out content before me are just regretting that they haven't put shit out enough to be able to sell shit before you. Right. So they're not people that would be consumers or or potential customers of it's your product. It's not even designed anyways. for them. Exactly. exactly. It's not even designed for them. It's yeah. for the person just starting out that you know they can't get me you know on the phone right or you know they can i mean i've i've, or, I've yeah, they, this they, girl messaged me the other day like this is a long shot but here goes nothing I, I need help i need help i'm struggling and i was like what's your phone number let's talk and it's like one of the few times that i've done this but we talked 40 minutes go by and i'm like man there is levels to this stuff yeah, like man. there is you, levels you to get, this stuff you gave that girl 40 minutes of free content then i did 40 minutes of free game yeah but she'll be the one probably to subscribe to your courses because you gave her so much Possib- value up front possibly I mean, but those are the ones you usually do those are yeah. the ones you usually do the ones that you help the most and you actually spend time with the most those are the ones that appreciate you well you gotta help people you know well, and it comes I, back. I, I even talk- if, it, if it, even yeah. if she doesn't it comes back full circle yeah, that's just human it. nature exactly. i talked to my mentor about it you get out what you put I talked to my mentor about it, and he gave me some good advice. He says, look, man, yes, he's from Alabama. He's like, look, man, but he's like, it's only douchey. <laughs> he's like, it's only douchey, you know, like, you know, marketers kind of have that, like, you know, that thing. And he's like, it's only douchey if you're not adding value. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I, and he's like, so just yeah. hop on the Facebook groups. Just make a video like, hey, guys. I think I want to talk to you guys about office culture, and this is a, these three things have helped me. Just put out a video and post a video out on a, on a Facebook group, and yeah. just do that for free, yeah. and just give free game, like add value, and it's and the Gary and, Vee jab, and that's yeah. just it. Just add value, um, and uh, you know. But I, I do think, think that great job with that too. I think, thank you. I think that there's a natural fear in all of us about getting criticized or judged. But when you look at it from a deeper scope, like nobody really cares. Nobody well, you have to cares. think about it. there's so much new content being processed and posted every day. Think about it. Like I, I heard somebody make a reference to this somewhere, but like when Betty White died, right? She was like 90 something years old. Mm-hmm. Like, do you realize like she she passed away? Like she recently passed away, but people don't really realize that. New things happen every day. Like people die every day that, yeah. of of influence at that. Who've been around and created a huge significance in our culture, and we 
forget about these things so quick because we're on to the next. Damn, you're so right. Yeah. So whatever you put out there, it's just a matter of time before it just gets dwindled down into your other posts that nobody's ever going to see. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of thing, like you should post what you want to post no matter what. You post what you want to post, and then you do whatever you want to do, and then that's what's going to attract people to support you. That's. uh, But here's one more point, though. It's like that quote that uh, I posted this probably at least twice uh, on my my story on social media, and and it's a quote where it it started out like my mom said, you know, you can lie over puddles for people to walk on you, like constantly, and people will still complain that you're not flat enough. So just live your Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. yeah, and but here's something else though too. I think that we can hear the same thing from multiple people, but you will resonate with one person more. Yeah, and that's the person that you're just gonna, you know, rock with. Yeah, you know? no matter and, what, and, there's gonna be people be people that you trust. You have absolutely. to realize you don't have more supporters than haters. End of the day. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're get, like you yeah. said, as long as you're putting out value to give people value, and it's coming from experiencing yeah. your heart and you you know the subject yeah you're gonna have people, more it's it's almost it's like 90 10 yeah like. it's it's just it's it's almost human nature sometimes that where if you get nine like great if you get 10 comments on a post but one and is, nine of them are great but that one is 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 but Nick, crit, is criticizing you even just a little bit but, that's the one that you'll remember and that's the one that you'll think about and that's the one that you'll pour so, the most into so well, yeah that, you said that before on youtube be like and somebody else said that too. Is like you're on, on your channel, right? You, somebody puts one negative comment. Like, well, you really need to look into that comment yeah. and look at a reflection in the mirror of yourself. Like, well, why does this person feel this way? Yeah. Are they just being a hater, or yeah. am I really something, or is there truth? something yeah. I can learn? Is there, from yeah. is there yeah. something that I can maybe change myself? No. I some YouTube comments early on was like a lot of fluff, and I knew I See, deep in my core knew I had a lot of fluff <laughs> in the beginning of my my no, YouTube. But it got you bad, didn't you? But if you think about it, YouTube videos now, they get straight to the point. Yeah. When I started YouTube, it was people still taking two minutes to get into the to the thick of things. But even if you think about podcasts, like I skip. Past the first, like sometimes, couple minutes, because I know it's gonna be fluff. Like yeah. webinars, I don't even. I watch the pre-recorded ones yeah. because I know that the first three minutes is like, this sounds horrible. Introduction. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. He's somebody I really admire in the space, and I skip past his story because I need the meat and potatoes. Like, yeah. I skip past the story part. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. some people resonate with the story and I totally get it. Sometimes the story is like, wow, like, that's deep. Well, some people need to hear their story. Some people need to hear the story. Yeah. I need the meat and potatoes. Give me the sauce. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> that like, reminds me because there's a couple podcasts that I follow that are only available on YouTube. And the ones that I will frequent the most are the ones that have, like, timestamps on them because I know the first few minutes will just be all the same shit and them selling me shit and promoting their other shit yep. and things like that. And I want to get straight to the content that I'm not used to seeing all the yeah. time. Especially if you know if it starts off with like uh, three ads. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or just three things that they go over at the beginning of every single podcast that yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah I also have this and this and this. And subscribe and follow well, to this. It's usually that's just for you, newcomers. Out there. Yeah, 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 you have to realize yeah, yeah. that if you're a, someone coming back, yeah. If, if you're, if you're you, a regular listener, you know they, this. They, to but not they know be too. Yeah, they know yeah. too. You're gonna skip over it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but ultimately, I do think that I do think that that somebody is going to. You're just gonna resonate the most with somebody, and that's gonna be the one that you just want to support. 
Like thousand percent. Dude, there's only so many many ways you can spin, you know, teaching the Bible. There's so many ways you can spin teaching insurance. You know what I'm saying? It just comes right. down to the person delivering the message at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, because at this point, like, and I'm probably the worst person to say this, but, like, what can be said about the Bible that hasn't already been said? I, I, I wish I couldn't. Right. I can't argue with you there. It, a lot of it has been said. A lot has been said in different ways. Mm-hmm. But it can, it's, it's um, never ending. It's, 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 it's a, a story style. told. But my point is, from is, different that, perspectives is that, is that Nick is right. It's, it's more about this perspective of the person that you're interested in than the actual content of what they're saying. Well, that's why there's different versions of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. You know, what you can resonate with. Right. Yeah. I mean, our culture, our language is always going to change. Right. And that's, remember that's that. a big thing about it. Because even, I'll go back to... There's going to be different terminology. Yeah, I'll go back to meditations because the version of, of meditations that I gave Nick... Because Meditations was written in fucking Roman, in Latin probably, like, from a thousand years ago. And it's there's different translations of that. And I picked, I, I read a bunch of reviews on what was the best translation of Meditations that was the easiest to read for the contemporary reader. And, and, and that's why it sounded like poetry to me, and I resonated with it so much, and it, and it made such an impact on me that I highlighted a shit ton of it. And was willing to like give it to Nick because I wanted to keep on spreading it because it was such a good, uh, just so good for me. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure the Bible's like that too, but the Bible is like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't lie. It's set in stone. You know? it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the original masterpiece, right, so to speak. Yeah, yeah right. man. <laughs> so I guess moral of the story is: don't be afraid to. Just put stuff out, you know. Facts. I think a lot of times we just we, we downplay ourselves. We're like, "Am I qualified? You know, am yeah. I gonna am I gonna get any?" No, it, if there's a thirteen year old, twelve year old on TikTok or whatever have you putting out content, that that should give you the right to do it. Yeah, well. it's the idea of imposter syndrome, and I deal with that in tech a lot because a lot of the people that <laughs> unless you're a twenty year old life coach. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, like, bro, you ain't been through enough life, dog. <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, I think like the idea of imposter syndrome is relevant in almost every field that anybody could be in. Where, when especially when you're starting out or when you're in that first year of building things and figuring yourself out within a, a professional field, you always feel like the people that are your clients and that are buying your product are gonna find you out for being. A fraud or for finding you out for being not yeah, as not as like trustworthy and not as knowledgeable as as you think yeah, but you they should sell be. themselves on that yeah, yeah, yeah and it makes them look like, like nick said like a schmuck like at the end of the yeah day, right no, but 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 some lot, but lots of times imposter syndrome happens to people that are completely worthy of being in their positions yeah and it's just a natural thing that happens when when you want to know everything and knowing everything isn't possible Mm-hmm. We well, haven't experienced enough to know exactly. everything. And yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go off of this. Like, I remember when I first started in the car business, right? I was like 22, 23, as far as sales goes, right? Right. It was very clear what helped me the best and what I, I learned from hearing other people is be transparent of where you come from. Yeah. 
Listen, I'm new. So so you never like faked it till you made it and pretended like you knew more than you didn't. No, I, I can't didn't. do that. I, <laughs> I can't fake nothing. I, there was no. I can't. I, I just feel like, especially in person, because this is like yeah. when sales was in person back at this time. There right. wasn't over. Yeah, you know, you, you were talking to people that walked yeah. up to the lot. Yeah. So like, you know, when somebody came in and it was called like a fresh up, like, you know, I was a young kid. I'm like, listen, I'm new. I want to be the best. If I don't know something, I'm going to tell you. But here's the good news. You have the best selection. I'm going to help get you the best deal no matter what. I'm on your side. And we're going to figure it out together. Let's go yeah. pick out a car. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what people want to hear. Like, yes. But, yeah. you know, it's yeah. that. So, so do you feel like faking it till you make it in the car business doesn't work? No, you could read right through it. You could read right through it. people these me. days, right, in, if in, you, if in you can't general read, can read through the fluff because almost yeah. the content nobody wants to feel because you could almost like google anything nowadays and exactly. find out the bullshit of people exactly 100 exactly. i mean everything's a google search away of what's, right what's fake or what's real so although when i get sold on something like till this day when i get sold on something i have to dive into it a little bit deeper because i'm like he got me you know what <laughs> what <laughs> i'm like i see how he did that you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still a game, shoot. And I like learning about that because it's a system. Just, it's, it's a, a system, system that got you there. Yeah, right? yeah. But you know, that's... Uh, to me, it's more like respect nowadays, because you know, because and it's almost like because if I didn't have money, it's like, nah, bro, I just I can't afford it. Like, <laughs> like I, I wish I could, you know, because I like you, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah. but now, but now I'm like, the only time I've heard that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could buy from you, but you know. <laughs> Although I do think your pockets, like I'm broke. <laughs> I, but I, I like you. I do think there is a value though in almost irrationally believing in yourself until it comes true, as well. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. I was. I was just. That's yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. confidence. I was just talking about that. One of my employees, uh, Jacob, he has a big old mustache that curls, and ever since he got it, he's been crushing it in sales. We everyone that talks to him or like you know speaks to him like I, I dig in the stash and it's giving him this whole new swag and personality. <laughs> and he had said we do this morning gratitude on the morning on every huddle, and he's just like, you know, I'm grateful for um, for who I am today and blah 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 and like the swag that like he just has a whole new confidence. That's his niche though. That's what makes him feel yeah, it, alive. It, right? it gave him a, a new persona. Validation. Yeah, yeah it gave, gave validation. It gave to him it. new. Uh, Almost uh, a new identity, new identity, yeah, and, and a, a new identity. confidence to be almost a new person. Yeah. yeah, you know who talks a lot about identity? Ed Milet. Yep. Ed Milet talks a lot about your identity, like your alter ego, you know, and overcoming, you know, that person, like who you're made to be, like the person that say you're on your deathbed. Like whose hand are you gonna shake on your deathbed right now? Like who are you gonna meet and who you want to be? You need to form yourself into that person now. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you need to become that person now. Right. Um, there's no, you know, things do take time. Things do take experience. You know, you have to go through life. Um, you have to grow through it, right? But, you know, you need to build yourself up into this person, you know? So, th- th- I mean, I could see where you come from, Miller, but, like... It, the, it, it, there's definitely a, a point to where, like, faking it to make it is it goes wrong. You see it, yeah. And, and, you see it. And there's, you see plenty, it there's plenty of examples of that. But there's also probably just as many examples of people that irrationally believed in doing, like, un like, unbelievable things that they made real. Yeah. 
Like one of the favorite, one of my favorite pieces of content that I've watched over like the last like month is the the Genius documentary on Netflix with Kanye. Oh, I was just so gonna good. say Kanye. I swear, he so came across good. My yeah, and, he be saying stupid things sometimes. But though. but at the same time, like, cause I remember being a high school kid and and he, and seeing Kanye on Def Comedy Jam and being a fan of Talib Kweli and Most Def. And, and those guys and remembering what uh like blueprint one and and all of the tracks that that kanye had on on that on that album With and, and knowing yeah, that, yeah. that knowing in my in my mind in my heart being a 16 year old white kid in las vegas loving loving rap music and knowing that kanye was going to be the best and seeing yeah, the did, process but of did that. you know he was going to be that best at I, lyrical i i i knew i knew kanye was one of my favorite rappers before he was before well, like college, college dropout. Before college dropout came out, because really? because I, everybody I knew that he was Jay Z's like most prominent producer, and because I loved all the New York rappers that he did tracks for, that he did features on and shit like that. So I couldn't wait for that album, and I remember that time of my life, and I related it to it, and seeing how irrationally confident he was in himself, yeah. and it, unrelenting no matter all the obstacles and shit. That's yeah. one of my favorite documentaries ever, and like I got chills watching the the part where where Pharrell is listening to Through the Wire, and he goes nuts and goes crazy and he walks like, out the room, walks out of the studio, and is like, "This no. kid is special." Like, no. you guys know the best part of the entire documentary is this: his mom is cool as hell. Like, oh, his her mom. belief in him, the way she says his name, like she goes Kanye, like the way she would say his name, I was just like. That is the coolest mom yeah. of all. Like, I see like, why he went low key crazy when she died. Like, because she was amazing. Like, yeah. like, and like all, she was we, my favorite part. Every yeah. time she came on, I was like, "What's up, Mama West? Like, yeah, like, like, how you doing?" We, like, we all need cheerleaders like that for us in our life to, to believe that we can do unbelievable, irrational, great fucking things. She was she was doing his verses and telling him like, "Oh, the way you did that, Kanye, yeah. that was real cool." Like, <laughs> and I was just like, "She's so cool, man." Yeah. <laughs> I would have went nuts too. And he's a- <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have fucking went psycho too, man. Yeah, yeah, man. We are at fifty-five minutes of this podcast, and we can keep going. <laughs> we we could go for another fifty-five if you guys wanted us to. But if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. We hope you got something out of this conversation. Uh, I just won $975 on a parlay card, and I want to go drink some more. So we're going to call this right now. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. And you'll hear us on the next one.